yeah. I love my HBCU. And Bond? I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man. I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, she tap. I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Yeah. Talkin they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot of yeah. And who the ball, ball. So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir. Pay- this is Dr. Cavill with Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, bringing you the show. Charles Bishop is on assignment. Man, y'all ain't going to believe this, man. Charles done cut out on the team because he allegedly, well, he did. He got retirement tickets from his mom to go see the Astros in the Atlanta. Houston Astros in Atlanta Braves. Can you believe he stood us up for that guy? <laughs> oh, I can. <laughs> oh, I can. <laughs> Man, I don't know about y'all. I see y'all got y'all a little paraphernalia on, but we're going to do it, big. We're going to talk about this HBC sports. As y'all see, we have guests in here, so we're going to get it on. We have George Anthony, B.J. Jones, better known as B.J. Jones, the football analyst, Mike Washington, my teammate here, as he always gets it done. You all know George Anthony is G.I.E., swagging the food, giving it to you, B.J. Jones, as he does this show, and Mike Washington from sports. Uh, 1876 sports and culture, I should say. With that being said, welcome to episode 198 of Inside HBCU Sports Lab radio show and podcast, a show that's covering the sporting HBCU diaspora, all things HBCU sports from institutions large and small, from the NAIA to the NCAA. We share insight and information on the HBCU sports culture and business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, as we said, Charles out on assignment. Actually playing hooky, as I told y'all. But I got my two guests. We're going to get it in. A little bit of that Southern all-corn rivalry. Yeah, we're going to get it in the mix. We're going to see what they say about it today. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to KCWA Short 30 AM Studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper, beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. We'll save that niche match, if you would, for the second half of the show. But with that being said, Mike, how you doing today? Oh, man, I'm pretty good, man. Not bad. It's Taco Tuesday. Astros getting ready to whoop. It's all good. I look at I look at the football whisperer, B.J. Jones, and he cringes. Let's go to you. B.J. Jones, how you doing? Yeah, Mike enjoyed Taco Tuesday a little bit too, too much in the sound like this. <laughs> it's all about it's all about the A tonight, man. It's all about the A. Man, well, you know, we talk about that A. We got another A right outside of us right over there. Big a. The big A. What's up? Big How a. you doing, Short? Doing all right. Doing all right. Ready for the weekend. Oh man. Weekend. Did you say that? He's gonna start off hot on the show. He said he's ready for the weekend already. With that being said, let's get into it a little bit. With that. It's the case. T 
THG episode of Inside HBCU Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. With that being said, let me go to you, Mike. What's some news of the day? What do you got hot and heavy? I think I might know where you're going, but go ahead. Do your thing. Where am I going, Doc? Where am I going? Where am I going? Commissioner? Commissioner? That's right. Miss Steels. Miss Steels, if you're nasty. Sonia Steels. <laughs> named Commissioner of the Mid at Eastern Athletic Conference. So after this comprehensive review, after cussing and discussing uh, competitive national search by some firm called the Parker Executive Search Firm, the, P- the men of presidents and chancellors announced Sonia Mills as the next counselor effective January 1. So she becomes the first female commissioner in, in MEAC and HBCU D1 history. Congratulations, hats off, but got a sunny and a sneaky suspicion that there may be some folks in the in the MEAC that may not be happy with that decision. Is. But nevertheless, Congratulations to Ms. Steeles. Uh, of course, there are all kinds of congratulatory statements on behalf of MEAC institutions, presidents, and chancellors. I am thrilled to welcome Ms. Steeles as our next commissioner. This is according to Johnson O. Akinle, PhD, Chancellor of North Carolina Central University and Chair of the MEAC Presidents and Chancellors Council. So she has an expensive, extensive portfolio. She has served the MEAC for 19 years. So she does deserve a shot. But as I said, I got a funny feeling and a sneaky suspicion. There may be some folks who may not be on par with this, but nevertheless, congratulations to Ms. Sonia, uh, Sonia Steeles. DJ Jones. The Anthony. Man, they won't even let her get to ink dry on the contract and announcement before they already question. What's wrong with these people? Oh, already, already. <laughs> <laughs> already. You know how we do. You know how we do. You know how we do. <laughs> no doubt. I see. I see, man. Y'all ain't even right. Let me go to VJ Jones. What are some other hot topics out there in your opinion? What's going on, HBC Land? What you want to talk about? Hey man, Division Two regional rankings. Uh we we you know we get a give a lot of love to the SWAC and, and the MEAC. Uh but the Division Two uh regional rankings. Uh, were put out, and, and these are the rankings that determines, you know, who makes a Division II playoffs. Uh, and much to our surprise, you know, if the playoffs were to start today, we would have two HBCUs, one from the SIAC and one from the CIAA, uh, you know, uh, in, in, in those playoffs. Albany State uh, sitting right now in the three spot, and Bowie State sitting right now there in the two spot. Um, and then in the top ten, you got Fayetteville State sitting right at number ten. Uh, so three HBCUs uh, in the top ten regional rankings in Division Two football, um, I, I thought was a you know a uh, a great news day and, and something positive to see because we've seen the SIEC get left out of the playoffs uh, two of the last three seasons. Uh, so so this is big for that league as well. Absolutely, Man, I like the way that you brought up that Division Two football and you put the spotlight on Bowie State uh, as well as Albany State, rightfully so. Uh, fascinating when you think about it. You know, we were last Sunday, we had an interview um, with the Bowie State head football coach. And we talked about setting up a matchup between the two. Well, if we're not careful, it might happen in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Kind of nice, loser type matchup. With that being said, let me go to you, G. Anthony, what news <laughs> you want to bring to the table today? 
I really, I really want to piggyback this out what DJ said. Uh, man, oh, yeah. I'm really impressed with Bowie State. I'm, out. I'm really impressed with Bowie State. I got them as number one best team uh, down there right now. So I'm just really impressed with um, Bowie State. Really impressed with Bowie State. Yeah, Coach Wilson got it going on. They look really sharp yeah, in terms of what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball. But then offensively, when time requires it, they can score. They have a shot. You know, it might be a little bit outside, but they have a shot, especially if they went out to be a number one seed, at least yeah. a number two seed throughout yeah. the playoffs. And we know yeah. in the playoff land, home field advantage goes a long way. They yeah. will win out. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, I said I think I get that number one spot. I got him. I got him. In my opinion, get that number one spot throughout the playoffs. I'm, I'm drinking all the booey juice right now. Okay, Mike, you were going to jump in there and say something? Yeah, I, I was going to say, fast forward back to week one, there were people already jumping off the Bowie State cliff when they lost to Delaware State. What happened to Bowie State? What happened? All of a sudden, they rattle off six, seven straight. Yeah. Now, now we're drinking the Bowie State Kool-Aid again. Some of us never got off. We said, hey, R-E-L-A-X, relax. It's Bowie State. They have that championship pedigree, and here they are. Two or three games, they will win out unless they have a colossal mess up, and I be- I, I totally agree with what's been said. They will have a top-ranking spot. I like it. I like it. I thought a lot of folks really thought uh, that it would come to an end when they saw the score that Shawan posted before they played them, and they, like, oh. shut them down. What did they put yeah. up, 70-some points? Everybody's yeah. like, uh-oh, what's going to happen? Everybody's like, what is on? It was representing the CIAA. Does it work? He's like, what we say? Y'all worry about the wrong thing. Shawan ain't been the same Shawan these last couple of weeks. That ain't your mom and daddy's Shawan. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, I'm going to go off the page a little bit. I want to see what each of y'all thoughts on this. Could rugby, rugby be the next big thing in HBCUs? From InsideHook.com, James G. Robinson and Clive Sullivan, RSRF HBC Rugby Initiative, has a three-year plan under which it tends to establish and help fund men's and women's rugby uh, union teams at Howard, Morgan State, Bowie State, and University of the District of Columbia. Funding is uh, donor-driven by corporate involvement in SALT and in Initial year, the pilot program will develop a men's and women's team at Howard. So men's and women's, I thought that was fascinating in terms of Title IX, which certainly helps. First year, establish a men's and women's program within Howard University Athletic Department. Register as a Division I team with National Intercollegiate Rugby Association, better known as NIRA. Provide partial funding for both Howard uh, teams. Uh, Provide Howard with USA Rugby certified coaches. Recruit international students. Uh, for years 22 and 23 for the school year there, develop partnerships, and et cetera. Year two, you bring in Morgan State's athletic department, and you do the same thing, men's and women's, in terms of Morgan State. Uh, you provide partial funding not only for Morgan, but continue to do it for Howard. Uh, and you obviously have Morgan State look at joining USA Rugby certified as Division One. Year three is when they dip down into the Division Two ranks and pull up Bowie State and UDC Division II teams at the NIA level. And again, they're talking about providing the funding, which I think makes this a little more unique. 
how much they can do that, we'll have to see. I'm going to go to you, Mike, first, because you're familiar with the fact that Prairie View, many people do not realize, has a rugby team. Obviously, it's intramural, but they've been doing it for a while and actually traveled, came back, played championships, uh, been pretty good in, on the intramural side. So it was fascinating to see somebody has put that on the table. Mike, what do you say about this? Yeah, I, I think I, I think it's possible. There are a couple of ifs. And you talk about Prairie View's program and their intramural program, which travels. The other thing is that the national program India has played there on several times and garnered attention to people, minorities, really people of color. So I think a large part of it depends on corporate donation, sponsorship, exposure, but obviously reaching out to minorities. If you live overseas, live over, you look at some of the rugby teams, they are people who look like the people on this set. You know, they, they are very, very diverse teams. And what's happened purview is you have a very diverse team that is attracting more and more folks including the national one of the national teams from india which practices there so i think it has a chance to garner i just say that with a caveat that we we have to garner that with reaching out to some of the minority folks that really have an interest in this and i think really going through the hpc route really is more benefit to the sport than it is to larger institutions just because if you go internationally, you see who's involved in the sport outside of Australia, you see who's involved in that sport. So I think I think it's a good, I think it's good. I think it's a big deal. I think it's good for HBCUs as well. D. Anthony, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think you, know, man, you get out there, you put on one of them helmets, you do some rugby. Could you chance yeah, for the I'm, I'm not able to do that. I'm not able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's going like bringing in minority style school. Like, like you said, um, I think that's a good way just to bring some more into our culture. Get it into our culture. We don't really have that in our culture right now. So it'll be something new and fresh that HBCUs can kind of say, look, we have this, and it's more to offer to the students, you know, bringing in more minorities. So I, I like I like the idea of fresh, new, and new things that we bring into the conference. I like it. I like the way you say uh, talking about bringing it into the culture perspective. And yeah. bringing the HBCU experience to rugby. That should be fascinating. Great points you make there. BJ Jones, I'm going to close on, hey, you I'm on a, this segment. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to piggyback, on, uh, piggyback off of uh, G on this one. I think that is something that's great. I think uh, not only do you uh, – you brought out our horizons as far as the students that we're able to grab with the net, uh, bringing in more international students, uh, which helps all of us a lot. Um, and then you also – uh, help grow the sport of rugby. I mean, I, I think most of us have, have seen it, you know, late night on ESPN and like, okay, wow, look, look, look what's going there. Uh, but if you look at rugby and, and, and sports like lacrosse, uh, these sports are gaining numbers, uh, you know, across the nation. And, and this is a great time to to get on it while it's in uh, basically in the infancy stages. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely like the idea. Good points, good points. This is Dr. Bill inside HBC Sports Lab. Into the first quarter, we'll be right back after this quick break. Stick with us, Dr. Gaville, inside HBC Sports Lab. Guesting on the show, co-hosting today is none other than G. Anthony, B.J. Jones, bringing it like they do. G. Anthony of Swagging the Food, B.J. Jones of the B.J. Jones Show. Let's get it. We'll be right back after this break. 
because now we're going to have the poll rankings. We're going to see if these folks get an invite oh, back. Oh, here we go. Here we, here, we <laughs> here we go with the polls. <laughs> this is Brian Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service with Slow Burn. Visit our website, www slowburnwaco.com Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars it's more than a mobile lounge it's an environment and an experience rich in history luxury and personality an elegant extension of any celebration occasion it's the perfect escape and meeting place a space where you can relax or enjoy a shared passion. Have Slowburn plan your next big event or before you are planning to celebrate your win over your athletic rival, you can shop our collections at www.slowburnwaco.com. But if they want to tap, uh, I'm going to do the dab, yeah. It's the analytic data with the hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team if they want a lot yeah. And who the ball? So listen to Professor Yes Sir yes, and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. We gon' teach that lesson today with the yeah. professors. I got the adjunct professors in the house. G. Anthony, you ready to do some adjunct professor? You ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. DJ Jones, you've been at it for a while. We might bring you up to visit a professor. You know, you, you put a little more money in your pocket. You know how we do it. There we go. Before there we, we go. Get into, you good? Yeah. <laughs> you say you good with a little extra money anytime. I understand. I understand. And then we got the old head back here, professor, you know, uh, visiting clinical professor, Mike Washington. You know, he do what he do. He try to get into the numbers and let y'all know what he thinks. Let me get a shout out first before we go any further. To the lab listeners in here getting into us, checking us out, always bringing it hot and heavy. I know they got a lot of talk about hey, Aggies are in the house. They didn't let us down. I see that Jamie walking on and Shawan fell completely off. I'm surprised the they showed up. Karen Griffin said, I listened to the game. Yeah, they, they showed up. Roy is in the house as always. George Suggs, Chad Cooper, Ricky Burton, Roosevelt Huggins is checking us out. Fred Whitty doing what he always does. Frank E. Burns Jr. Noel Price is on here doing what he does. Sarah Beverly. Wildmeyer, Will, Marshall, and Sincere. I hope I said that last name right. G Boom Holly. Brother Byron. Oh, yeah. President of Alpha Ada Lambda. I see it. Must be homecoming week somewhere around the yep. place. 
the rattlers sneaking around the chicken coop. Watch him, watch him. <laughs> Lonnie Shaw, happy G Ho, because other home that AT say, Yeah, they're going to be out. It's homecoming. Y'all can say what y'all want. AT say they going to do what they do. <laughs> Vaccine or not, uh, all them folks with the cars over there, they say, We coming to our homecoming. Mike. Don't 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 shake your head. Now you got y'all. They told y'all to stay away at Prairie View too. Yeah. Well, at the tailgate. Let me get that straight for people coming here saying I could hear saying no. I did not say that. Before we get into the poll ranking, you know I'm teasing y'all a little bit. Let me go into this swag football weekly honors and just give it out there. You know we had Florida A&M's Isaiah Land, Ja Marine, Sharia, uh in terms of the swag as well as Shador Sanders. Continues to get it done. That's Jack and say Malachi, Malachi Wyman. Um, so in terms of the MEAC, you had Davius Richard of the MEAC, Football Offensive Player of the Week, presented by Coca-Cola, getting it done. North Carolina Central linebacker, Noah Rainbow Douglas. Man, that's a heck of a name right there. Yeah. And Christian Ruffin, getting it done in so many different ways. Let me get into the poll ranking mid-major division. Mid-range has been pretty solid, but I will tell you this week, we do have some mix-ups in the top five, as you imagine. Let's see if anybody falls out, see what your thoughts on this. Somebody did drop out of the polls this week. We have dropping out of the polls this week is Kentucky State, uh, Thoroughbreds, 4-4, four 2-2. Four, two two. Miles Golden Bears, just when we thought we could put the dirt on top of them, they raised up and said not so fast. They say the trash talking on Twitter for uh, miles over Kentucky Thoroughbred was next level. And so they go to spoils when you do that. 10, Virginia, the Panthers. Panthers dropped two spots after the tough loss to Bowie State. Thought there maybe be something there, but not really. Bowie does what they do. The Bulldogs get it done. Four and four on the season, three and two. In terms of the conference race, CIAA at number nine, you had the Miles Golden Bears, four and four, three and no. They were not ranked, but because of the big win over Kentucky State, they jumped into the poll. Jump in all the way at number nine. And number eight, Lane Dragons, five and three, two and two. They rebound a little bit, so they move up two spots as they continue to play around and see what they can do maybe to ruin somebody's season. They got one of those homegoing awards with the cigar smoke as we talk about uh, slowburnwaco.com as they do it. Tuskegee uh, couldn't get it done for homecoming. And number seven, Fort Valley State Wildcats, five and three, three and one. Quietly getting it done. They set up a big weekend this week for a top 10 matchup. We'll talk a little bit about that. They do move up two spots from number nine. And number six, finish off the bottom five teams. The Shaw Bears, five and three, four and one, 54 points. Probably surprised a lot of folks stuck right there, but couldn't quite get it done. Fayetteville State, but they in the sixth spot. Let's go into the top five to see what everybody says about the cream of the crop. You have Savannah State Tigers. They got shut out, but they don't drop out of the top five. Six and two, four and one, 68 points at this point. They fall two spots, bringing us to number four, Fayetteville State Broncos. Looks like they on a collision course for the CIAA championship, six and one, five and oh, in that Southern division. A lot of folks are not going in there, 74 points. At number three, you have Albany State going around, 71, four and oh, uh, as Albany State made a statement, shutting out Savannah State. We just talked about regional rankings and where they are trying to get it done to see if they can get a home couple of home games or a home game, if I should say, in Division II playoffs. Obviously, you got to make it first 79 points, but they're in that spot, moving up one spot. At number two, you have Bowie State Bulldogs, 7-1, 5-0, four first-place votes, 82 points. They just continue to do what they do. 
not a lot to be said there. Bring us the Langston Lions, 7-0, They make a statement. They go to Arizona, play a previous undefeated NIA program, top 10 program, and they get it done. Classic game, 44-41. Uh, shut them down. Big-time plays made in that game for a big-time program. Maintaining the number one spot for the seventh straight week is the Langston Lions. Let me go to you, B.J. Jones, first off the cuff. What do you talk about the mid-major poll rankings? What do you have to say? Oh, man, the biggest thing is Savannah State stayed in the top five. You know, they, they you know, uh, had that game with the Albany State, went on the road. I mean, Albany State is amazing this year. Um, if you have not seen the, the Golden Rams from Albany State play defensively, they are solid. They, they've shut down everybody. Uh, there, there's no scoring on, on Albany State. Uh, and, and, and the way that they took Savannah State apart, like, wow. Uh, they, they, they're the real deal. Um, nice to see Langston right there sitting you know, at the top. They're quietly doing their business uh, in the NAIA. Uh, and, and, and Bowie State just keeps trucking on along. Uh, you know, like, like Mike said, the Delaware State game, everybody was like, hey, maybe it's over with for Bowie. You know, you know, maybe, you know, it's over with. Bowie's not going anywhere. And I would love to see Bowie and Albany State link up somewhere, hopefully Sometime. deep in the playoffs. Sometime. Hopefully it's deep in the playoffs. But, but yeah, that's a, that'll be a, a, a heck of a game right there. They need to link up sometime soon. No doubt about it, as Charles Bishop would say. Let me go to G. Anthony. First time you don't hear talk yeah. about the top the poll rankings. Be careful, watch yourself. No, seriously, what you got to say, mid major poll rankings? What do you think? I'm, I'm with BJ. I love the Albany State defense. I love the Albany State defense. Uh, like I said earlier, you know, I'm, I'm drinking that Bowie State. I'm drinking that Bowie State juice. You know, I love the way they have that adversity. Uh, losing that first game, they came back with on their mind. I think they, they kind of got them right. And it, it, you know, so I, I love Bowie State. Right there, um, Langston looking good, so I, you know I, I can see why Langston's number one and looking real good. But again, I'm drinking that Bowie State juice, the Kool Aid, Bowie State. I'm loving Bowie State right now. Hey man, you got a point when you talk about Bowie State. They keep doing what they're doing, and then they got a chance to play a top five team if things play out the way it is in terms yeah. of Fayetteville State. So you get a mm-hmm. chance to make a statement, uh, much like you see Albany State. So it's going to go down in terms of who holds on to it. It may be one of those cases of who goes deepest in the playoffs will ultimately come out on top. With that being said, uh, Mike, what do you think in terms of the top 10 poll rank? Well, first of all, all Benny, as my in-laws would tell me, all Benny is as average. (laughs) They are number one in the defense in the SIEC. They are listed as number seven and eight, seventh or eighth in offense, but that's a statistical anomaly. Because I went back and looked at all their games. If you take that one game against the state and put it out, they are the top scoring offense in the SIEC. Valdosta State, top team, you can throw that one out. So, you know, that's a that's an anomaly. So they are as advertised. Langston keeps rolling. Uh I said when they beat Texas Wesleyan, they 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 basically faced finally an opponent that was worth it. Then they travel on the road to Arizona. Did, but I'm just here to tell you, I think Albany State is now the number one team. Langston, 
going by strength, if you go strength of schedule, you look and see how they match up in the numbers. Um, you can't say it because they play in two different conferences and they don't play like-minded opponents, but I say Albany, Albany State is a number one team. I had a relative say they took Savannah State's heart. Uh, and yeah, a whole, in a lot of ways, it looked like it. So you got some points. They like took their heart, over. and Savannah State was a top five team. I don't know how they stayed in the top five with that one, but that <laughs> here nor there. I'm scratching my head. Sure. But but hey, it, hey, Albany State is for real, and Bowie State. I've been saying this for. Don't jump off the cliff. Relax. Is it's one game. It's Delaware State. Relax. And now we see the real Bowie State. They're back in the frame. They are as advertised as well. They just reload. Yeah, they do do that, and they reload really well. Usually, Mike, you don't agree with me. I like to shut off your mic, but I think you made excellent points. Today. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to let you make it. Let's yeah, go to the sh- stage. He will shut off your mic. It might get a little more interesting. Um, not really. It seems like the people have settled down. Y'all got all excited about the poll rankings early in the season. I told you, it's week to week. It will settle out as it plays out in the field. Now you see it churning and not so much. And now y'all are like, see, doctor, you know what he's talking about. I tried to tell y'all. Did have some teams drop out of the bottom part of the major division poll rankings. And you'll see that because the inconsistency is at that 8, 9, 10 position. Dropping out this week was North Carolina A&T State Aggies, three and four, two and two. They lost a tough one on the road to Hampton. Uh, and so now they're on a two-game losing streak. Um, Southern Jaguars, three and four, two and two, got took apart for their homecoming, another homegoing situation. And now that's two losses in three weeks. So you see why they fell out after they thought they may have righted the ship. They have a major part of their schedule to come, but we'll talk about that a little bit later to see what goes on. So, 10, Grambling State Tigers, 3-4, and 2-2 two and two overall. They find a way to jump in the pole. They did win their last game was over Texas Southern. And number nine, you have South Carolina State Bulldogs, 3-4, and 2-0, 21 points. They were not ranked as well. They won two straight in the MEAC. Here comes the Bulldogs from the MEAC. We shall see. At number eight, you have the Alabama A&M Bulldogs, three and three, one and three. They were off last week, but with the losses of everybody else, amazingly, they move up in the fall pole two spots, a hundred. But they have their big game against number seven, setting up a seven-eight matchup with Alabama State in the Magic City Classic, three and three, two and two on the season. They also move up two spots, bringing us to number six. Tennessee State Tigers took that tough loss to Grambling early in the season, but they're rolling now. Who would have thought this? Four and three, two and one. <laughs> They're getting it done, 54 points there, moving up a spot for number seven. Um, as we move into the top five, the Braves, Alcorn State, getting it done, five and two, four and oh, 61. I see somebody smiling about that. Number four, Norfolk State Spartan, five and two, one and oh, 74 points. Everybody wanted to bury the Braves very early, but look at them now. They hovering around yeah. that chicken coop. You better be careful. They are champions. And number three, Florida a and Rattlers, 5-2-4-1-89. They found what it means to come to Mississippi <laughs> in that Delta. If you're not careful, they'll get you. But they found oh, a way oh, to get oh. it done. And number two, for every a and Panthers, 6-1-5-0. and It looks like they finally got a defense, as B.J. Jones says. They'll hit you back now. They used to take them licks and wouldn't get off the ground. Well, times have changed in Texas. 
Are they learning how to play some football over here? I think so. At number six, I mean, at six points, at number one, Jack State Tigers, 6-1-4-0, they just keep churning, lose the coach. They put the system in there. They do what they do. It'll be interesting as they seem to think they have it going on, play, quote, unquote, the toughest part of their schedule. Some people in the West say not so fast, but we'll see what that looks like. Let me see what my partners say, the visiting professors in the house. I'm going to go to B.J. Jones first and tell the poll ranking. No, I'm going to be really good. B.J.'s come on here several times. I'm going to go to the newest professor on the roster. G. Anthony, tell me what you think about my major division top ten. Man, it, it's been a long time since we've had a poll without North Carolina A&T and Southern in the poll. It's been a long time. So that's this, this something shocking to see. You know, it's kind of hard to see a poll without Southern and North Carolina A&T in it. So uh, that's a, that's something new on it. Um, my brain steady, 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 chopping on up the, the <laughs> poll. I, I like to see that. You know, I agree with us being five for, for right now, just for right now. I, I agree with us being five. I think we'll be turning that corner. Uh, playing better and better every week, and uh, also agree with uh Jackson State being one. You can't, you can't really argue with that. But I think some, I think gonna be some changes coming up soon. But you know, right now you I just say you're not saying, but just saying, huh? BJ <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jones, as I teased you, and now I made you wait a little bit. Now I got you sauced up. Tell me what you think about the major division poll ring. Hey, you know, Jackson State deserves that one spot. If you look at the way that they've been playing. Uh, since that loss to uh, La Monroe, uh, they've been solid. We know what they're able to do defensively, but offensively, uh, if you look at the offensive output, uh, it, it's looked a lot better. Uh, so I definitely have them there. I have Prairie View also in the two spot. And the Panthers did what they needed to do. They, they came to Baton Rouge, and, and, and they laid the smackdown. Um, and, and that's not something that's easy to do uh, coming into Mumford Stadium. I don't care how down Southern is. Uh, and, and to beat them by 21-plus uh, points, that was impressive. Uh, like George said, Alcorn at five. Uh, I think Alcorn's best football is still ahead of them. I think Felix Harper has been inconsistent during the year. Their running game has been the saving grace, and their defense has played solid. Uh, we'll see what the Braves are able to do coming down the stretch. Uh, they get, uh, you know, number one Jackson State coming down the stretch. They get Southern this weekend. Uh, so we'll see exactly who Alcorn is these next couple of weeks. Great points. Great points made by both of you all. I see what you're doing. Let me go to Professor Washington. Mike, what do you say about the major division poll rankings? I know you uh, first. Yeah, first of all, not, nothing wrong with your poll. Nothing, nothing, you, you hit it on the nail with your poll. You rarely hear me say that, but, yeah, you had the poll. You had the poll right. Now, I will say, again, Alcorn State. They started off the year, lost. Me ask we swag challenge. Everybody's walking off the cliff. I said, relax. Remember, you did. Remember, this team looked sluggish. They looked out of shape. They were cramping in that game. Now they have some practices under their belt. They have some games under their belt. They still have the, the meat of their schedule coming where they got to go against Southern and Jackson State. But this is a whole different Alcorn State team that we saw at the swag Miak challenge. So look out for they're sneak, sneaky, sneakily coming up in the polls, and to watch that running game that they have, that running attack that they have. So uh, Purdue, you know they they are who we thought they are. That defense is coming along for the ride. 
and Jackson State definitely deserves to be number one without question. They probably will march through the rest of the East uh, and, 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 and somehow end up with home field advantage in the SWAC championship. God forbid. So all the all the SWAC heads will descend upon Jackson, Mississippi if things don't change. But again, watch out for Alcorn. Please watch out for Alcorn. I said this after the SWAC MAG challenge. This team is not done yet. And they are content. It's a steady incline. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Next two weeks will show a lot for the Braves. Um, they get a chance to make a major statement. They get one on the road while Southern uh, may be down a little bit. That's a robbery. So they're going to come to play. So And it's still in bad Rouge. And then you got Prairie View coming to town. It'll be fascinating to see over the last two weeks that top five matchup that is looking ever so close. In a lot of ways, it may be for the Western Division. We'll see what that looks like. With that being said, stick with me. We'll be right back out of the break. We'll get into a little bit of the mid-major games of the week and then really get what everybody wants to talk about, the major game of the week, give you some headlines to talk about the rest of the week because we will go into that Southern game against all corn, as they say. That should be interesting. Stick with us right back after this break. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. This is Carlos Brown, letting you know that we're on the move. You can now catch the Carlos Brown Show beginning this July on the Black College Sports Network each and every Saturday from 11 to 1 Eastern Time. That's 10 to 12 Central Time. Same time, new place. On Facebook at the Carlos Brown Show and Black College Sports Network. Online at www.mybcsn.net. And on the BCSN app, available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're gonna tell you if your team, if they want a lot left, and who the ball. So listen to Professor, yes, sir, yes, sir. and pay attention because he's gonna teach a lesson. Hopkinville's inside the HBCU Sports Lab. We're back as we get a little more into this. Uh, I want to give a shout out to White Moore. He says, What? They didn't say nothing wrong with your pole. Did he say nothing wrong with the pole? With your pole? That's right. That's right. White Moore, he got it right this time. I tell you, let him know. We are here with G. Anthony, B.J. Jones, and none other than Mike Washington, Professor Washington. Let's get in the CIAA Mid Major Division game of the week. Livingston Blue Bears, one and six, one and three. They snuck out a win not too long ago, so they certainly won't be winless. But now they face the music. Number four, Fayetteville State Broncos, six and one. 
5 and 0. Probably one of the better teams out there that doesn't get a lot of love, but that's because they're in the conference with none other than Bowie State. It is what it is until they get over that hurdle. Looks like they're on a collision course. Can they do it this year? And we also had the SIAC game of the week. This is a top 10 matchup. Number seven, Fort Valley State Wildcats, five and three, three and one at number three, Savannah State. Or I should say number five, Savannah State, excuse me. Six and two, four and one. This is for Fort Valley to be able to stay in the race and make that Albany game mean something for the division. Um, so that's why I think this is interesting. Can Savannah State back bounce back? You know, they got shut out. They have a statement at least show that they are – reserving to be in the top of that divisional matchup. With that being said, let me stick with you, Mike. What are your thoughts in terms of these two games? So, I, first of all, I think the Fayetteville uh, State game, this is about as much discussion we need to have. <laughs> this, they num- number two in offense, number two or three in the defense. Uh, they got a running back uh, for Fayetteville State, Dashell Jetton, Jaton, or whatever, who's playing really well. Um, so, <laughs> you look at it, you know, it is the South is theirs to lose. And unfortunately, they end up doing that just about every other year or every year is they end up winning the South, but they get to the championship game and something happens. So, but I look for Fayetteville State to come across this game. Now, for State against Savannah State will be very interesting because a lot of folks thought that Savannah State was stronger than that. That will be a good game. Oh, by the way, let the local boils be humming at the, at the uh, tailgates because that's <laughs> whole country boil territory. So, perhaps Oprah, whatever you want to put in, that low country boil will be going. But uh, that 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 game will be interesting. Where is it? It's in Savannah, right? It's in Savannah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in Savannah. So, yeah. so I the question is, how shell shocked is Savannah? Mm-hmm. And it's in Fort Valley. Fort Valley is coming mm-hmm. up. I, I I don't know that. That's going to be an interesting game. I don't know if I pick a winner of that. I've been I, corrected. It's actually in Fort Valley. So let me. It's in Fort Valley. Out. Oh, they're gonna have low country ball and catfish. You know they claim. To- <laughs> Of Georgia catfish as well at they tailgates. So uh, that to me makes it even more interesting because you don't know where Savannah State is, at least mentally, team standpoint, with that loss. And it was a big loss. And then going on the road to Fort Valley, who's, who's playing strong. So I don't know about that one. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, let me shift to G. Anthony. You see that uh, Mike does not want to give Livingston any love. And Fayetteville can lock it up, at least a guaranteed trip to CIAA championship. Obviously, they're playing for their playoff spot, too, in case they can get it done all the way out. So what are your think, thoughts on either of those matchups, either the SIC, CIAA, or you can talk about both? I'm going to go with Mike. I don't see uh, Livingston doing too much. Uh, I got, <laughs> I'm got. i with you, Mike. I'm with you. You know, you're the football whisperer, you know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm with you, Mike. Uh, I don't see Livingston doing too much. I got uh, I got Fayetteville easy, and um, I also have Savannah State. I think Savannah State will come out with, with it on their mind and have a point hmm. to prove what happened last week to them. So I, I'm gonna roll with old Savannah State going out there and getting the, getting the victory next week. Savannah State. I like that bounce back on the road. That would be a state on the road. Game. Yeah. With that, BJ Jones, where are you going in these two matchups? Yeah, I think Fayetteville State got past their test in the South with Shaw uh, a couple of weeks ago. 
Um, I think right now it's smooth sailing. I think over in the SIAC, uh, particularly in the SIAC Eastern Division, if you look at that division, you got Albany State right now sitting un- un- unbeaten 4-0 in the conference. But then you got Savannah State, Fort Valley, and Morehouse all with one one loss. These games are going to be important um, mm-hmm. over these next couple of weeks. I like Savannah State to to bounce back um, to get the win. But if you're Fort Valley, this is one that you have to have. You want that Found City Classic to mean something more than just bragging rights. Yep. Uh, and, and in order for that to happen, you you, you got to beat Savannah State on Saturday. Point well taken. I like that. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab. We're going to take our third and final break before we get into fourth quarter. We teased it out a little bit. We're going to come back with some of that MEAC game of the week. We'll look at South Carolina State on the road in North Carolina A&T. And then we're going to get into Alcorn State Braves traveling to Southern Jaguars and Baton Rouge. We'll see that in terms of MEAC swag game of the week. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Sugar Chateau Desserts is a specialty bakery located in the Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We will create delicious and one-of-a-kind treats for any occasion. Sugar Chateau is currently shipping cakes in a jar, offering a variety of different flavors in a single-serve container that can help you celebrate in accordance with social distancing. Place your orders today by calling 803-526-7895 or visiting SugarChateauDesserts.com. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992 or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, authentic Caribbean cuisine. This is Brian Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download we look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Press the analytic data with your hip-hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love yeah, and who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington. Charles Bishop is out on assignment, but we have none other than Professor, adjunct professor, if you would, G. Anthony. We got the visiting professor, B.J. Jones, getting it done with us in the house. We're going to get into it. I did want to give a shout-out to Jamie Walker. He said Hampton does deserve some consideration. I agree with you. If I went down the list in terms of receiving votes, 
they would be sitting at the 12th spot, if you would, to have four, four points. So they are right out of there getting some love. Depending on what happens this weekend and what they do, they can find a way to actually get in the top 10. A lot of things that happen. I told you those bottom spots in that major division poll can change on a flip of a dime, as we say, week to week. And we'll see what that looks like. But let's get into the mid-act major division game of the week this week. You have number nine. South Carolina State Bulldogs at 3-4, and 2-0, as they seem to have righted the ship just in time for conference play at North Carolina Central Eagles, 3-4, and 1-0. I'm going to go to G. Anthony, if you would, and ask him his thoughts on this MEAC matchup. What, what do you see going on here? Uh, uh, I really like the way uh, North Carolina Central's quarterback has been playing. Richard, he's been playing pretty good. So um, I, I got him. Some may call this an upset. But I got them shocking um, South Carolina State this week. Um, he, he come, I like where you're going. Yeah. He coming off play of the week last week. I think he's going to keep that rolling and, and get another big win this week. So I got North Carolina Central beating South Carolina State down there this week. Man, you're surprising some people. But I like the way you think where you're going. South Carolina State still is struggling. They only put up 13 points against Delaware State. Yeah. Now Delaware State has been solid on the defense. But I'm not sure that much defense there. But North Carolina Central – as I've heard, they're also getting a little healthy. They're getting some players back. So we'll see if it's enough for them to make that move. I see B.J. Jones shaking his head a little bit, so I'm going to go to him and see his thoughts in terms of this MEAC uh, game of the week. It is in Eagle Country. Mm, interesting. Yeah, look, I, look, Richard has been playing well, um, played well last week, but – Jacoby Durant is on that other side of the football for South Carolina State. And that's a young man that you want to avoid. I like South Carolina State to get it done. And particularly when you look at these MEAC standings, you got three teams that are still unbeaten in conference, Norfolk, South Carolina State, North Carolina Central. And, and, and Howard has the one loss. Delaware State has the one loss. So right now, technically, everyone's still in it outside of uh, Morgan State. Um, it's going to be interesting, interesting to see how these games come – down the, the stretch. And I think that this is one of those key games that we're going to look at. Uh, but I, I think South Carolina State is going to be a little bit too much for them. I like South Carolina State to win this one close in Durham. Mike, I'm going to go to you and see if you'll split the decision. We got Professor Anthony, Professor Jones saying they're going to split. One says South Carolina State. The other one says North Carolina Central Eagles. Professor Washington, what do you say right now? Yeah, I got to go with uh... – uh, South Carolina State. I got to go with the Bulldogs. So, uh, number one, you know, you, I think it was BJ who said, you know, you have a couple of teams that are still undefeated, Norfolk State, South Carolina State, and I believe Central. But Central is like uh-huh. number five and scoring offense. They're scoring 18 points a game, whereas South Carolina State, they're averaging 24, 25 points a game. You look at rushing offense. Who's number one? Who's number one? Norfolk State. Who's next? South Carolina State. Where, where, where in defense is North Carolina Central? They, they're not at the top of the list. So, so statistically, it measures up for a South Carolina State win. I think they, I think they pull it together. I do think that uh, North Carolina Central plays quiet, steady play. You know, and if they play with no mistakes, they make this a close game. But I look for South Carolina State to pull this one out. 
Interesting. So we got two for South Carolina State, one for North Carolina Central Eagles. We'll put a pin in it. We'll check back next week. With that being said, BJ uh, Stephen J. Gaither snuck in here. He said Alabama a and was overrated. Ooh, he says that before the Magic City Classic. Right, we shall see. We'll talk oh, about cool. the Magic City Classic on Thursday. We'll get into that as a classic matchup as we get into it. We'll save a little bit about that. But with that being said, what a lot of people want to know about is this game in Baton Rouge. A.W. Mumford Stadium is the site and place to be again. It's the star on the map. We saw it last week for homecoming against Prairie View. Now we got another top five team coming into Baton Rouge, if you would. What's going to happen here? Number five, Alcorn State Braves, 5-2, and 4-0 at Southern Jaguars, 3-4, and 2-2. I'm going to save the two gentlemen that have a little stake in this uh, last. So I'm going to go to you, Mike, first. Tell me what are your thoughts on this matchup? Man, remember Antonio Tarver was, was fighting Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> and there was one match he, at the beginning. He said, what's your excuse now, Roy? So one of these teams is going to say, what's your excuse? So coming off a loss at home, homecoming, you got Alcorn State. Okay, had early season loss, slowly creeping up. Now they're, they're they're at the part of their season where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. You know they got Southern, then they're gonna have Jackson State. They'll have Prairie View. So you know what's your excuse if you really want to legitimately stake your claim as the number one team or as a top contender? Here is where you really start in Southern. In A.W. Mumford Stadium. Oh, by the way, Alcorn State has number three rushing offense in the swag. They're number four in defense, but who are they behind? Jackson State, FAMU, and Prairie View. Uh, who's number one in rushing? Uh, wait for it. Wait for it. Even with the loss, it's still Southern University. in rush. So they still have a strong rushing attack. So can Alcorn muster it up and stop this rushing attack? But Southern, again, you're in Hostile territory. So uh, I think uh, Southern has figured out a wrinkle with Ladarius Skelton in that little decoy that they do with him. So what can they do? Can can this Alcorn State defense travel on the road and get the job done? I look for them. I think Mike is leaning somewhere. We're not going to let him give his pick. We're going to save that to yeah. Thursday when we do our mass on mass off. These other gentlemen are not scheduled to be here on Thursday, so we're going to let them get into it and tell their pick on the show right now. I'm, I'm going I'm, to go to G. Anthony and see what he says about this matchup. They've had Southern number. Does it continue? Does he agree with yeah. Mike that they can run on the ball? Or what does what does you have to say, G. Anthony? Well, I think uh, Southern took a, a tough loss last week, and um, a lot of people are thinking that this is going to be a blowout. I don't see it that way. I don't see it that way. Um, even Alcorn, I think we have a tendency to kind of look over teams when we're scheduled to beat them. Um, historically, we kind of looked over teams. But I think it's going to be a good game. I think Styles make fights. I think Southern being able to run the ball can kind of get some problems. But I also think um, we're kind of coming, to, coming into our own. And this time of the year, it's good that we have championship players. I was telling the guy the other day that since 2014, every single player that we've signed has played for a championship never every single year of their career. So I think this time of the year, that help, helps us. I think the guys will be locked in. I think we pull out a late, uh, 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 a victory late. 
against Southern, I think we pull away late. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think it's be a blowout like most people think because it's going to be rocking. Hey, this is eight of them up is a hard place to play. So, but I do think we're going to get the victory. But I think it's going to be going to be tough. Man, well points. I like where you're going with that great analysis. Let's go to the football whispers. They call him BJ Jones. He, he is the <laughs> analytics, and he's going to tell you what he feels in this case. Hey, the biggest thing. Come in and make a statement and try to match to some degree what Prairie did, or is this just a entirely different game and they just try to get out? Much like G. Anthony said, is that type of matchup? Who cares? Let's get out with a win. One point. It doesn't matter. What do you say? At this point, for Alcorn, this survive in advance. Style points mean nothing. You know, the biggest thing is is going in and get a win. I think this thing is going to be highly contested. If you look at Alcorn offensively, Felix Harper hasn't looked like. Uh, Felix Harper. We talked about how well him and Akil Glass uh, would play this year, and to be honest, neither has played up to those levels, uh, those uh, levels of, of expectation. I think for Alcorn, which then the the saving grace for them has really been that running game uh, and, and really getting that up to speed. Uh, it, it, it's going to be a, an, an interesting ball game. Uh, what does Southern look like offensively? You saw offense that was basically stuck in the mud on Saturday night against Prairie View. And the defense had played good for a half, and then after that, you know, it, 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 it you know, they, they were lit up like a Christmas tree. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens on Saturday. I think that this is a classic uh, Southern Alcorn matchup. I think that it's a close matchup. Um, being honest with you, I, I like Alcorn to, to pull it out because uh, they have so much riding on it. And what you hope right now as a Southern fan, uh, as, a, as a Southern fan, uh, Jaguar Nation, you hope that these guys haven't mailed it in. You know, mm-hmm. your hopes at a, at a conference title are, are pretty much dashed at this particular point. Um, but what you can do is play with some pride, and you may not go to the party, but you can stop Alcorn from going. And that's been the team that has stood in your way from a championship um, in 2018 and 2019. You can pay them one back. You, you can uh, revoke their party access um, if you can get a win on Saturday night. He said revoke the party access. Nice, nice. G. Anthony, before we get out of here, tell everybody how they can catch up with you. Um, I'm on Swacking the Food. Look, look it up on YouTube, Swacking the Food Podcast. I'm on Twitter, the same thing, Swacking the Food. Also got a Facebook page, Swacking the Food. So hit me up on there, like, share, subscribe. We just dropped the episode that came out yesterday. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Thanks for having me on today. I love it. Oh, it's our pleasure. Great job. Anytime. Good part. I'm glad that y'all held serve and y'all didn't get crazy with each other. I knew y'all gonna get a chance to do that, but y'all did well. Y'all, y'all. Oh man, that's my boy there, man. That's my boy there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know y'all get along. That's why we brought it on it because y'all really would do it like we like to do is bring the facts, bring the information, and bring the noise. So I appreciate the fact uh, that you're able to do that. Let me go to you, BJ Jones. How do folks catch up with you? You can find me um, on Twitter at inside HBCU Ball. Uh, Facebook, um, Inside HBCU Football. Uh, you can check me out right here at the Black College Sports Network on Sunday nights um, at 8 o'clock uh, Eastern. Um, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 p.m. Uh, Central. Uh, you can also catch me on Sunday mornings with uh, Dr. Cavill and, and the crew. Um, like I said, man, make sure you're following um, us at, here at the Black College Sports Network. Uh, you can see me at a multitude of different places. So uh, make sure you, you're following, and uh, I'm glad to have uh, your support. 
No doubt about it. Mike, how can they catch you in other spots as well? Well, yeah. So, of course, you can catch me on Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with uh, Dr. Bill, Charles Bishop. Uh, pleasure to work with G. Anthony and uh, DJ Jones, a.k.a. the HBCU Whisperer. You can also catch me on 1876 Sports and Culture. Uh, get bring you the latest in Prairie View athletics and culture. Um, and that's every Tuesday. That show drops every Tuesday. So look for us there as well. You can also catch me at, at, at Mike Wash 88 uh, or uh, 1876 uh, uh, Sports uh, on Twitter and uh, Instagram. So look for you. Love you. Thanks for your support. Man. Thanks for it. Another show. Thanks, BJ. Thanks, G. Anthony. I appreciate it. Minus the, the damn Braves hat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get hey, it. That, 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 that first pitch, you're getting ready. You're getting ready about five minutes for that first pitch. Yeah, five minutes, yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening to Inside HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Khalil, the Dean of HBC Sports Coming from inside the lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Watts, Charles Bishop joining me today was none other than G. Anthony and B.J. Jones. We hope you enjoyed. Again, we thank you for listening to Dr. Mills inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock, Sunday at 9 o'clock. We look forward to the next week as we discuss the latest news in the lab. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. as D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Again, it's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Inside HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter. That's Facebook and YouTube. Inside HBC Sports Lab. Like, subscribe. Tell your friends. Get the numbers up. We need them. As we get ready for our quiz, we say dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. G. Anthony? Thank y'all for having me. Force. My, my lecture dismissed.